Hi, welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mostyn. Thanks for tuning in. This is the first ever uh, episode of Modern Life is Rubbish uh, in this podcast. Basically, I'm going to look at my own life and try and figure out what's going on. Like, because right now, there's not a hell of a lot going on and I'm not totally crazy about it. Um, well, here's a, let me Let me give you a little bit of background about myself and 37 years old, I'll almost be 38, and two years ago, well, coming up in November, two years ago, I quit drinking after a lifelong addiction to alcohol, um, and it's been great so far, you know, like, quitting drinking's probably the best thing I've ever done with my life, but I've now sort of just woken up after what seems like a 20-plus year party of just booze, intoxication, partying, debauchery, just, just a blur of a life and I didn't ever see myself as a sober person as an adult because I started drinking, I'm drinking heavily since I was like 14, 15 and I never stopped and I never thought there was a way ever to out so when I stop drinking, now I'm just like, well, what? Who am I? Who am I? What do I like? What do I do? How do I function as an adult human being in this very, very confusing world? How do I function as a sober person in a world where it's geared up, where all the odds are sort of against you? Where, you know, I mean, alcohol plays a big part in socializing and you know just general life stuff and especially I'm originally from Scotland so you know in Glasgow especially there's a very big culture of drinking and so my whole life was just revolved around uh, getting drunk and partying and just really not giving two shits about myself giving two shits about anyone else in my life giving two shits about what I want to do with my life or respecting my body my mind or my life and the people around it friends family whatever and um so now i'm just like you know i i got sober and the first year was and i've talked to other people who have quit drinking first year is always like the best year you're always like oh fuck life is so great things are so great now i've stopped drinking everything gets better and you're just like this is great and you realise that there's a fantastic new world out there outside of drinking um, and you spend a lot of time trying not to drink or trying to figure out yourself and your life and stuff. But then after that year, this is what happened to me. And I spoke to someone else about this and this is what happened to them too. And and it's not unusual. I, around, so I stopped drinking November 17th, two years ago, so 2016. And about this time last year, after I celebrated one year anniversary of not drinking, um, which was a big deal because once you get to that sort of one year thing, you're like, wow, I did it one year. That's amazing. I mean, you ever tried to do anything for a year? Have you ever tried to quit anything that you've done your whole life for a year? I've never been able to quit anything or commit to anything. So for me, it was a big, big deal. Um, so you, you live that whole first year of not drinking leading up to this one year anniversary that you can celebrate and go, I did it one year. I'm sober fantastic and as it's a great achievement and if anyone 
ever manages to do it that's is fantastic um but then you do get into this world where after you've just got that first marker you're then like well what now i've done a year and it's been great it's been hard and i've realized a lot of stuff and i've done hard work on myself and i've been to therapy and i've tried to you know see what life is like as a sober person everything's going kind of great then you get to that one year and you celebrate it and you tell people and everyone's very proud of you and then after that year you're just like what the fuck did i do um and that's what happened to me so november last year i celebrated one year of sobriety and then it was winter time and i live in canada in toronto and it's just cold and it's it's a depressing time at the best of times for most people um and i just And I just started to sort of be like, what the fuck now? What, what do I do now? And because it's not like one year is one year, but like after you've done one year of sobriety, you just realize that you now have an entire life of that. And it kind of freaks you out because I'm 37 years old. So if I'm to live a full life that a traditional adult doesn't, you know, have any sort of like diseases or whatever lives to, I could live for another 30, 40 years. And that's 30, 40 years of being sober. And that first year was, that was a long year. And it kind of all hit me was, my birthday's like a couple of days before Christmas, which is just fantastic, you know? And um, I was cycling and it was a cold, winter morning, it was like minus 20, but it was still dry outside, you know, so I was still cycling. I just got out of bed, jumped on my bike, hadn't warmed up, you know, to the day, hadn't stretched, hadn't drank any water or nothing, and I go out cycling, it's freezing cold, and I get halfway to where I'm supposed to go, and the chain comes off my bike, and it's freezing cold, and I'm just like, fuck, like, really? Come on. And I don't have, you know, and, and, Anyway, I, I go to try and put the chain back on my bike and as I bend over, my back just pops like pop, like an explosion in my back. Just like the weird, like something just actually literally exploded in my back, which was the sorest pain I think I'd ever experienced. And I couldn't stand up. And then I was in the middle of a very busy street in Toronto, I was down in Chinatown, um, which if you're from Toronto is just like Dundas and Spadina, it's just like a million people just rushing past you. So no one, I'm trying to fix my bike chain and there's just millions of people walking past me, knocking me and I can't stand up. I literally can't stand up and I'm just like, fuck, what'd I do? And a homeless man started trying to talk to me about my bike chain and I was just like, come on man, not now, please, not now. Um, and I very slowly managed to get up, even though I didn't think I'd be able to. And I managed to get my bike and get on the streetcar and go back home. And my bag was fucked. And then I kept working. And about New Year's Eve, I was uh, finishing work. I work in a restaurant. I was working, we were doing brunch shift. And... Uh, 
and cleaning. And the last thing I do before we're wrapping up for New Year, I bend down to clean the grill and again, pop, bang, this time even worse, can't stand up. Just crazy, just like in so much pain. And I managed to get home on the subway and um, I spent three days in my bed alone. Couldn't get out of bed. Like when I had to go to the bathroom, it was like a real struggle to get there. Um, Look, like didn't really have any food. Just the most miserable time of my life. And then in that moment, I realized I was like, you know, everyone was out. In fact, the first, you know, the first, uh, there's New Year's Eve, right? Everyone was out, you know? And I was supposed to go out, even though I was sober. It's like the first, like, real sober New Year's Eve where I was comfortable just going out as a sober person. And I was looking forward to it. I just couldn't go out. And in that, in that moment, I realized I was like, oh, this is it. And I was, I realized I was completely alone. Didn't have anyone to call on. Everyone was out having a good time. I'm 37 years old. And I haven't my entire life been looking after myself. All these things just started, all these thoughts just spiraling in my head. And uh, then after that, I just got so, so depressed. That winter was just horrible. I was just not eating right. I was going to like the... 7-Eleven beside my house and just like throwing taquitos down my throat and I don't know if you've ever eaten from 7-Eleven but no one no one in the 7-Eleven is going in there if they're happy there's a lot of sad sad people in the 7-Eleven there's nothing healthy in a 7-Eleven tea it's just garbage and I was in there every single day and the only thing and I never wanted to leave my house but the only thing that kind of kept me going was I was booked on a lot of comedy shows. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I didn't want to go to any of these shows. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go out. You know, I I was just like, I don't want to do anything. I But I pushed through, and I go to these shows, and when I go, it was great to just go out and see people and hang out. and But the the, th- the thing that I saw so this year is like been this weird thing where it's, I'm still very happy to be sober, but when you live your entire life as, as a person who drinks and parties and identifies as that and uses it for every thing in their life, like social reasons or dealing with stuff. And now you have to just deal with everything in your life as a sober person and it's it's very hard and it's very confusing to know what to do and what the right thing is and so the, the so the point really of this podcast is try and figure out what's going on in my life and who I am and what I like and what I, I plan to do with it and and the reason why I, I, I'm having this podcast too is because the one great thing about stopping drinking is I've realised that 
and telling people about it is I've realized that not only are my problems not unusual, there's, there's a lot of people going through the same things. Maybe if it's alcohol addiction, drug addiction, or just like any sort of like serious problem in their life. And people have been reaching out to me and really talking about, you know, stuff that's gone and they see that, you know, things have been going well in my life and they're like, I really, I really need to sort out this and we'll talk and we'll hang out and met a lot of really cool people from it and stuff. So the one, the one great thing about uh, not drinking out is like really finding a community of people that are in a similar boat and then, you know, hanging out and working stuff out and just meeting these amazing cool people that, maybe have just their lives have just gone a little askew and that's okay you know like your life does go a little askew from time to time but the thing is sometimes you don't know where to turn to and what to do about it and I mean I certainly didn't I mean I grew up I grew up in Glasgow uh, East Kilbride actually East Kilbride um which I'm sure even people from East Kilbride wouldn't disagree is one of the most depressing towns in Scotland. Um, and that's saying something. Like when I think of East Kilbride, I just think of the town centre in East Kilbride, which is like, I guess, uh, the equivalent to any shopping mall in North America. And the outside of it was just brown. So if you looked at like an aerial view, and it was so big, this is where, you know, and if you looked at an aerial view of the town, then it would just look like, a big brown turd in the middle of the town and that's exactly what the town centre in East Kilbride was like and everyone hung out there um, school was depressing you know no one no one was encouraged to do anything you know I always laugh about this people don't believe me when this happened but there was like there's two buildings in my school one was called the old building and the newest building was called the new building a lot of very inspiring creative people who built that building, I'm guessing, you know, what we would call this new building. Oh, we just call it the new building, right? No one gives a fuck, right? So the new building, one time in a very strong gust of wind, blew down. And they never rebuilt it. We came into school one day and they were like, yep, the building's blown down. And we are like, cool. Are you going to rebuild it? And they're like, nah, fuck you guys because... No one in this town is worth shit, so why spend any money on education or buildings for that matter? So they just crammed. So there's like a thousand people at my school and probably half of them were in this new building, half of them were in this old building. And what they did was, instead of fixing the building or sorting stuff out, they just put in a thousand people into a building only meant for 500. So that was my school life. So, you know, growing up there, you, you know, you weren't really like primed for success, and all that anyone did in that time was drink. We drink. We, you were encouraged just to have a job, like a crap job, an eight to five thing or a, a factory thing, and have a house, some garbage, disgusting house that you get into debt with mortgage and have a car and get into debt with that and marry some girl from the same town and just stay in that town and, you know, go go to work every day in a job that you hate because you think you need 
to be in that job to pay for the things that you're in debt for. And the only reason why you have these things is because your your job is so depressing that you need things to make you feel happy. And the, the, but you're you can never get out of this debt, so you always want to be in this job. And then you have this husband or wife or family that you know you, you just you're just kind of stuck with, and you have this mortgage payments and living in this fucking dead end town. So all people, all they did was, you know, they they, they drink to forget about their lives, and that was really my life growing up. Um, my family were like that. Um, my friends, my friends' families, everyone I know, everyone was not even just drinkers, like abusive drinking. And it's only now that I've been sober, I look back on those days, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, people are like, there's a lot of people in a lot of pain in these towns, like East Kilbride or even any any towns in Glasgow where their drinking is, is considered a, a thing to do and people see it as like a an event or like a a good time i mean i guess it is a good time because that's only their only way of escape from their life and i i remember growing up in this town this town and just just assuming that once you get to like 14 or 15 and that's what you do you just you're, you're an adult so you start drinking and we started drinking down we go down to the woods and well, first of all, we go down to the local like convenience store, I guess, and um, we'd stand outside and we'd try and get an adult to go in and buy us some cheap cider and cheap wine, and finally someone would, and then we go down to the woods and we drink it, and we just get like shit faced and then be sick, and then we'd have to go home to our parents and pretend like we weren't drinking, and I don't know how our parents didn't know. We weren't drinking because we come home smelling of Mad Dog and Buckfast and cider, um, you know. And if you ever smell someone that's drinking, it's not hard to know they're drinking. It's like when someone smokes a cigarette and you don't smoke; it's it's easy to tell. But I mean, I guess my parents never really knew or really cared because they were drinking too. You'd be out on a Saturday night, you come home drunk, and you'd be trying to like avoid talking to your parents and but they'd already be smashed too and that wasn't unusual because all my friends who were doing that were doing it because their parents were doing it too so we just grew up you know thinking that that's what you do and that sort of continued and just got for me it was just drinking got heavier and heavier and then it just came a point where drinking wasn't enough so we started doing drugs and it always sort of start off with someone would have like, I remember like we were 15, someone would maybe have like a joint, you know, and everyone would try and smoke this joint and pretend they're high or whatever. Um, but I mean, I guess looking back, we're smoking hash. It probably wasn't even hash. It was probably just like a piece of rubber that we're smoking. It's probably worse for us than actually smoking hash. Um, I remember I took, you know, talking about, how crazy it was back then. It's like I was 15 years old when I first took acid. I hadn't even kissed a girl yet, but I was doing some hard, like, hard drugs. I remember me and my friends, we all had this acid and we're planning to take it. And we got up early on a Saturday morning because we all had, 
paper rounds and we had to hand in our paper money that we collected to the office and we decided we'd all go there, hand in our paper money, which was a job you had when you were at school, you know, and then we went to the local clan and took acid and tripped out. Um, when I think back at that, like it didn't seem unusual, but now that I think about it, like if, like I have a niece and nephew who are like 18 and 16 and like, even though they're older than me, I, like when I was then, if I imagined any of them taking acid ever, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, but I was there. I, I mean, I remember taking ecstasy when I was like 15, 16 too. Um, and then that just kind of became the norm. And, you know, so I can't remember what I, was, what I was talking about to begin with, but hopefully we'll get back to it. Um, I think that's going to be a theme of this podcast because it certainly is a theme of my life when I start talking um and no one shuts me up i'll just go off on a tangent that to the point where i don't remember what i'm talking about um this is this is why i don't need drugs because that's what happens when you're on drugs you just talk nonsense and forget what the fuck you're actually talking about i I do this sober so um yeah i think i was talking about um yeah so that was my life growing up i just there was you know to give you a bit of background that was me um and then I just, you know, working terrible jobs, just like nine to five stuff or working in supermarkets, packing shelves or uh, working crappy jobs in restaurants and, you know, not really thinking about myself and my career and thinking of myself as a person who could I be successful or be happy or healthy. Just thinking of myself as, well, I'm just like everyone else in this small town. I'm just going to abuse alcohol and go to work and a job for whatever money and that's basically it and and that's and this is the thing i I remember um, growing up and being at school i was very into like what i would say the more sort of uh, creative subjects um or the more interesting ones like more like um artists or stuff like art or french music all that kind of stuff, um, which, to be honest, they didn't really have a lot of at my school, but that was the kind of things I was into. But for some reason, um, it was really pushed on us to not be creative. You know, I don't think there's anyone from my hometown of East Kilbride that's a successful creative person, maybe like five in the history of East Kilbride, if we're being lucky, if we're being, uh, if we're being real, sorry. Um, I don't know. I'm a very, I, I would say that even though I'm not successful in any way, shape or form, that I'm probably one of the most successful people ever to leave that town. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Um, so yeah, growing up, it was just, that's what we did. We just, and then we started getting older and we just based our whole life around getting wasted at the weekend. That was the plan. The job, having the job was the means to getting wasted at the weekend. And as soon as Friday came around, it was just getting hammered till Sunday night and then back to work on Monday and then spending the first half of the week, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, just feeling like garbage. And everyone did. Everyone was just hungover, 
feeling like crap and then come Thursday, Friday we'd be like, All right, feel better again, let's go to the pub, let's get let's get going. Um and I never and I seen this my whole life and I never really looking back now that I've had sort of time to like sort of reflect on it in these two years, it's wasn't really something that like I don't think I ever really enjoyed it. I never really enjoyed drinking. I never really enjoyed taking drugs. I never really enjoyed going out to bars or going out to clubs or, you know, anything like that. And But it was so just the norm that I just thought that that's what I was supposed to do. I honestly thought that that's how everything took care of itself. You go out and it sounds... As I say this out loud, because I've said it before, but as I say it out loud, it sounds so ridiculous to me and to anyone that this is a thought that I actually had, but this will give you an idea into my mind back then. I just figured that like, when you go out to bars or you go out and hang out with your friends, this is how you, you know, become sociable. This is how you meet women. This is how, this is how you get a good job or I don't know I, I feel like I I feel like the I thought that everything would sort of basically yeah I feel like everything would sort of just take care of itself you know like I didn't ever have to put any work into a career or health or any self-care stuff I just didn't think I naively thought that you know, it's just some point you just, it just happens. And I'd always see people with like, in relationships and be like, how, how are they together? And I actually thought growing up that it just happened. You know, it's just suddenly you just, you know, you start dating someone or I see people with good jobs and like, how's this guy, this guy's out with me every week getting drunk. How's he suddenly got a good job? It's like, and I just figured that was just, somehow figure would just happen to me without any effort and that that was how I lived my life and it's kind of almost embarrassing to admit that that's but I never I never knew any better no one no one told told me not that, that it was anyone's job to tell me but no one sort of said oh you have to you know figure this shit out for yourself you know you have to if you want a good job, you have to work hard at it. You want to be a nice girl or be in a relationship, you have to ask, you have to go and ask someone out and actually do it. Or if you want to, you know, um, be healthy and stuff, you have to exercise and you have to actually put the hard work in day after day. You have to put in the required effort. And I just never, I just never knew that. And I feel that, I feel that like I was just, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like I was just surrounded by people that were kind of the same. So therefore I didn't really see or think that I had to. Um, the, the one thing that really did happen to me in that town that I think saved me and put me where I am today was that I met, like I, I, I think I definitely could have been one of those people that still lives in that town, that still goes to the same bars, even though they're 30 years old, they still... 40 years old, probably still talking about high school, probably 
having sex with 20-year-old girls from the same town and working in a factory and, you know, and I think I could have been that person. I think that could have easily happened to me. But I remember what happened was I was hanging about with a bunch of guys who I think now are probably doing that. But when we were 13, 14, they were like the cool guys in school. And uh, I was hanging out with them and one time in a class I got moved and I had to sit beside another guy, this guy that no one liked um, because everyone thought he was a loser um, because he was weird and odd. But it turned out it became my one of my best friends too and uh, we hit it off because we had the same sense of humour, we liked the same music. He wasn't weird, he was just fucking a cool person because that's what you would define in high school is weird. Someone that actually has taste in music and comedy and culture and shit, you would just call them weird. Um, so we started hanging out and everyone in, that I used to hang out with started making fun of me, making fun of him because he didn't, I guess he didn't, I mean, you know, teenagers don't understand um, stuff like that, I guess, at that age. Um, and then we started hanging out with a bunch of other people that were like that, had the same interests and we started going to uh, a youth center was playing in bands and you know and hanging out and doing that sort of stuff so even though I didn't come from a very uh, creative family or very not encouraged to like pursue any sort of artistic thing um, I did start hanging out with people that did have those people as family and did do that like people that became musicians or you know actors poets comedians that kind of thing and I think that's what really like changed things a little bit for me um, but still, we're still in this town, so, you know, even though I was becoming more sort of creative, still drinking and, you know, I, we got into bands and we played, but I, 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 because of the way, I think, because of the way I was brought up and the way, you know, things where I didn't realise that, you know, like when we started playing in bands, I always wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be in a band and when I was a singer in a band and if you can believe that and I'll play bass for a bit and I always wanted to be in a band and I'd see other bands getting successful or whatever and I wanted that, but I didn't realise that you have to put in hard work and practice and train and learn instruments and again, naively just thought that all these things just sort of come together it's mind-boggling even talking about this right now because as we as we delve into this um, I'm realising that I still have a lot of this ingrained, these bad habits in my my head for example now I'm a stand-up comedian I live in Toronto my stand-up comedy career is going okay it's not on fire but I'm doing okay. Um, but I still have this thing where I see other comedians who are really doing well, who have been doing it at the same time as me. They're more successful and they're really progressing in their career, which is fantastic. But then I sometimes look at it and go, well, why am I not doing the same things? And then realizing that, oh yeah, it's because I have that ingrained like thing where I just think things will just sort of happen magically which is again ridiculous but I, even though I'm 
25 years almost since I started high school, I still have these ingrained bad habits of like laziness or procrastination um, or just real, yeah, just just this, this sort of like, I don't even know what you call it. Like, is it egotistical to think that like, Oh yeah, somehow I'll just magically get better at stuff. I don't know if that, that's the right word. Um, and I, I, you know, and, and something I've realised over the last couple of years now that since uh, I got sober, and I'll, I'll delve into this more at a later point. But like, basically, since I got sober, everything in my life has got so much better. But my comedy career has got better. But I've realised that hard work, in, in terms of like comedy being a reflection of my life too is everything in your life the pursuit of happiness the pursuit of joy the pursuit of having a nice life the pursuit of being successful the pursuit of doing pursuit of like doing a passion and doing it well you have to put in the hard work you have to sacrifice you have to struggle you know even doing this podcast i love there's nothing that i love more than listening to podcasts and I listen to all sorts of podcasts like I listen to a lot of comedians and I listen to a lot of people that are like endurance athletes or people that are really into like wellness and spirituality and stuff so it's just all over the board and I really like listening to those podcasts because they really help with a lot of stuff and it's, they're really interesting and I think people have like I take a lot from them and but even doing this podcast I'm just like ah you know, like I've wanted to do one for a while and I'm like, oh, the the hard work of doing it and sitting down and talking, like this is, I, I think it's, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, if I'm, if I'm going to get like into it a little bit more, I think it's like the, um, the fear of it failing that worries me. Um, Cause I'm recording this right now, but, when I put it out, it's out there and who knows who's going to listen to it or who's going to be interested is what I'm talking about right now of interest to anyone. It's interesting to me to sort of talk about this out loud. I'm sitting, staring at a wall right now, talking. Um, but I think like there's a definite fear of failure, fear, fear of rejection, fear of being ridiculed, fear of um, fear of even the opposite of that fear of it doing well, fear of people really enjoying it, fear of actually allowing myself to do something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy listening to them and I want to do more of this and I have a lot of ideas, but uh, if you're, um, yeah, it's, uh, these these kind of habits are uh, so ingrained into my my head that like this is the one I think the one great thing about being sober is realizing now that there is opportunity ahead to to have a happy successful sober life but it's an everyday struggle to do so like you have to get up every morning you have to do exercise and you have to journal you have to write and you have to work and you have to show up basically you have to show up for life and that's the 
the key, the word show up. You have to show up every morning. Like if I'm to be a writer or a comedian, I have to show up every day and write. It's not just going to magically come to me. If I'm going to be healthy, I'm training, currently training for uh, another Ironman. Um, I have to show up to exercise. If I want to stay sober, I have to show up to, you know, myself, taking care of self-care, like doing things for myself that are going to make myself feel better, Um, like yoga and meditation and eating well and exercise. But the hard part about that as well is sometimes you just don't want to, which is, and this is where I'm sort of getting to where like after that first year I started getting really depressed and it's like, but I'm depressed because I know what it is I have to do in order to make myself feel better, in order to make myself, you know, get my life together and step up to the next level of my life and my career and my and everything. And but it's hard work, and it's not just going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You have to show up every single day. You have to do stuff in every single day. Even if it's garbage, even if it's not good, you have to allow yourself to fail. You have to allow yourself to for people not to like what you're doing. Uh, you have to allow yourself. Sometimes you just to. It's just, sometimes you have to allow yourself to just be not hard on yourself. To if one day you wake up and you don't do these things, because that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just like. Some days I don't wake up and I do the things I'm supposed to do and then I'm like, oh, well, I haven't done them. Well, I'm a piece of shit. You know, that's essentially what happens. And then because you start feeling like a piece of shit, you start acting like a piece of shit. You start eating garbage food. You don't exercise. You don't create. You don't show up to life. You you, you put an energy out into the world that, you know, people... It's, you know, it's, if you're putting out bad energy to the world, then you're not going to get the things back, you know? And, and I've, I've realized that, you know, what you're, when you start putting stuff out into the, the universe and this is going to, you know, get into this sort of hippy dippy shit is like, when you decide enough's enough, you know, and you put it to the universe, right? I want to, I want to do a podcast. I want to get sober. I want to do the Iron Man. I want to write every day. I want to, um, be the best possible version of myself every single day. When you put that out there, the universe does respond. It does. Uh, and I'm living proof of that because as soon as I put it out that I was stopping drinking and I put it out there, after that I didn't, you know, I didn't do a hell of a lot. I don't think I worked hard. I don't think I did a lot of stuff, but as soon as I did, so many great people came into my life, you know, so many great people. I got rid of all the toxic, all the toxic stuff that happened in my life, all of it just gone. And then I just happened to find some wonderful friends who are like, you know, and I've had some wonderful friends back in Scotland. And if you're listening to this and you are my friend from back in Scotland, it's not, this isn't you I'm talking about, but I've had some people in my life that are just, toxic people who don't only use me to drink with or party with get fucked up with or use me for something right 
but I actually now have friends who really want to be my friend who actually genuinely care about me as a person, not me as a drunk or as an addict. Um, I found a wonderful community in the stand-up world. You know, I, I had toyed with stand-up for a bit whilst I was drinking. And I say, and when I say toyed with the world, uh, toyed with stand-up, I mean, like, you know, when um doing like a couple of sets here and there, but hanging out more than actually doing shows, telling people you're a comedian, but not really because you're not putting in the work. That was me for the first couple of years. And I was doing okay, don't get me wrong. I had, I had some um, modicum of success in the first couple of years, um, but I never did it enough. I didn't realize the hard work it takes. And, um, you know, but I couldn't because I was trapped in this, this life, this horrible world of like addiction and toxic people and just insanity really. And, you know, I didn't feel any sort of self-worth as a person that I could actually be good at doing comedy. I didn't feel that I had anything relevant to say or anyone would be particularly interested in it at all. Um, and it wasn't until I got sober that things just started happening. Like people started giving me opportunities. I started getting better at stand-up comedy. Things were, things have been going well, but I still haven't really been putting in the actual work. So we're talking about, you know, um, putting stuff out into the universe it's, it really does take effort and that's something that I didn't realize that I had to do for the longest time like as I say growing up we just I just assumed life would just happen and I've realized that 20 years at least of my life have just gone to alcohol and thinking that way like 20 years and I can't go back and say I regret everything and it's been a waste of time and I've ruin my life because that is not it's really not the way to think that's not a very healthy attitude and it's hard not to think like that I look back and the, the, the great opportunities I've had and the things that have been put in front of me and I've just said no because I've been more interested in doing drugs and hanging out because it was easy it was easy it was easy just to get fucked up it was easy just to drink I didn't have to think about anything all I had to think about was having enough money to get booze at the weekend, having enough money to get fucked up, having and even not having enough money, just getting fucking credit cards and getting into debt because of it, and not even turn and sometimes just not even turn up for work because I'd be too hungover, I'd still be drinking. It's weird. It's weird because I, you know, I think back and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what is this person? And it's me, you know. Um, it's not me. It was a version of me. Um, and this is what. This is what I'm trying to get to in this podcast is like, I think I have a lot of friends who are similar places in their life. Um, even strangers that I talk to, people I meet have the same sort of issues and it's it, it can be difficult to talk about and it's difficult to sort of get your shit together, right? That's what it's about, it's getting your shit together. I see some people they got their shit together and then you talk to them and they're like, no, I haven't. And, but you think they have, cause it just looks like they have, cause you look at like social media and stuff. And so I think, I think it's definitely a thing 
uh, I want to talk a bit more is, you know, life is, I think life is, can be really what you want it to be. I think it can be good. I think it can be really good. I think you can actually achieve the things that you want to achieve. You really can if you want them bad enough and if you put in the hard work. And I know if anyone's listening to some of the, some of you, I'm saying it in my head right now, even as I say it, I'm like, no, no, that's not true. You can't do anything you want, it's, you know. But I, I, the one thing I realized since I've stopped drinking and started trying to do work on myself is like, no, you can. As long as it's a reasonable goal, like you can't just say I'm going to blast myself into outer space. I mean, maybe you can, maybe you can. But like talking about like, you know, finding something that you love doing, pursuing it and being good at it. And that doesn't have to be even your career. That can be something in a relationship or just your your own like self, you know, just like pursuing like being the fittest person you can be or the healthiest person. Like finish, like just having a small goal, like I don't know, running ten K, doing a marathon, doing uh, fuck, I don't know, like just I think you just gotta have if you're okay, here's the thing. If you're like me years ago, I'd just be like, oh, what what am I interested in? I heard my, my friend talked about this recently. She was saying like I'm not interested in anything, I don't have hobbies or interests. And I'm like, yeah, you do, you do. Um, but I, and I, I get what she's saying because I was the same as soon as I stopped drinking. I was just like, I don't have any thing I'm into. I'm not passionate about anything. I'm not. I don't care about anything. I don't have any emotion about anything. And whether, but it's not true. It's just you haven't found the thing. But you're not going to find the thing unless you really. Go out and look for it. And what that means, what that can look like is trying something and then realizing, okay, this isn't for me. And then trying something else. It's just about not giving up on yourself. I think that's it. The key is not giving up on yourself because yeah, maybe, maybe you don't have an interest in something, but there's something you might like a little bit or go try something, try anything out, go to, you know, try a class or, learn a language or something just because if you don't put yourself out into the university, if you don't make that decision, like I want to change, I want to make a change. I want to change my life. I want to be the most, the best person, the best version of myself possible. You can only do that once you say it out loud and believe it and then go and do it. You know, I never look at me. If you've, if you knew me and you talked to any of my friends and you said, do you think John's ever going to get sober? They would probably all laugh because I was probably the least likely person to ever get sober uh, and do anything with my life. Um, but I did, I did it, and and it's, and it's been amazing. And my life has changed, you know, so much. And I, I I rejected getting sober for so long in my life, and people, um. Yeah, I rejected it for so long and I, ne- I, I couldn't see a life of being a sobriety. I used to laugh at people that were sober, like, oh, fuck you. What's the fuck you're, what's wrong with you? You know, like, you know, fun or blah, 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 whatever, right? All the, the stupid shit that, that drunk people say, projecting their own bullshit onto you. Um, but really, uh, 
uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Yeah, I really think um, as soon as you put it out there and really make an effort, I think change will come, man. And I think like the title of this podcast is Modern Life is Rubbish and it is sort of tongue-in-cheek. It's named after if any Blur fans out there, it's named after Blur's, one of Blur's best albums. But it, 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 and Damon Albarn, I think, has a point there because like modern life is rubbish. Things are tough. You can only have to look on at the news or social media, and you just your head will explode. I'm taking a month off social media. Um, I don't know when this is going to come out, but like right now it's October, and I'm trying to take a month of October offline just to kind of like get all this nonsense out of my head, all this news that you see, if you go on Twitter, it's Instagram, it's just constant barrage of just the shitty things going on in the world and and it can make people depressed and anxious and people like people are like even if you don't think you're addicted to like booze or anything, but like people are addicted to everything like social media or just junk food or like people are having a rough time and stuff and like the life can be rubbish you know it can be and because there's a lot of real rubbish shit happening in the world and if you allow that to sort of get into you that that's what's going to come out as well right and i don't know if that makes any sense but like i think though that the the point of this podcast for me is is yeah life is rubbish and um but i don't at the same time i think life can be awesome too but you gotta make the decision and that's where I'm at right now it's like you make the decision do I want to live a rubbish life or do I want to live a a happy fulfilled life doing the best you can being with the best people doing the things you love doing figuring out who you are figuring out what you want from life and just being okay because you know if you think about it it's like I think people are, we search for deep meaning in life and why are we here and what is the world and is there a God and all these sort of big questions and stuff. And it's like, you know, you know, those are all valid things to think about. But, you know, I think true sort of change and true, true sort of contentment with life comes, definitely comes from within because we are just balls of energy stored inside a, a brain and body which is it's mental right we're in a floating universe of infinite other universes it's think about that it's, it's crazy you can't your mind just melts so you just gotta like take care of yourself as number one figure out who you are take some time don't be hard on yourself just i i found that you know if you if you put in the work you get a lot of stuff good stuff back and but you, you gotta want to do it and it's easy it's easy to stay in the, the the comfort of discomfort if that makes sense you know like I stayed in a shitty life because I was comfortable with it even though I didn't like it I was comfortable and making a change was so much harder but if you want to do it, it's out there, man. And I don't know. So I think I think I was talking about this at the start of podcast. I have no idea. I just gone on many a loop 
I hope, I hope if you're still listening and you want to tune in again, I hope that uh, I get better at this, that it does make sense. I hope it does make sense. I hope it's not just being in like a bunch of nonsense, but um, you know, my second year here of sobriety has been a lot of deep self-reflection and it's been hard. It's been hard, man. I've gone through some rough times, man. Like even last week I just had like, what I can only describe as a full mental breakdown, you know? I don't know why. I mean, I've been having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and... But, I mean, I do know why, actually, if you're going to really be honest about it, it's because we're talking about the, like, not doing the work, you know? Just, like, assuming that everything's going to take care of itself. It doesn't. So what I've been doing is, like, you know, I've not been waking up in the morning when I should I haven't been doing yoga so much and I have to, if I don't do yoga every day my back gets sore if my back gets sore I'm in a lot of pain if I'm in a lot of pain I start feeling depressed if I'm depressed I start eating junk food I start feeling sorry for myself so it's just a vicious circle of and it all starts with me doing yoga in the morning just making sure my back isn't sore and if I'm and for some stupid reason I can't get in my mind that I have to do that every single day so sometimes, you know, so that's with the spiral of um, having this breakdown because it's like, because I'm not taking care of the things that are actually healthy and positive and not doing them every day. So then I start eating more junk food, drinking too much coffee, not sleeping enough, overthinking about the stuff that I'm not doing instead of actually doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden your body just gets stressed, 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 your mind goes tick, 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 and then all of a sudden you're just like, ah, I can't take it anymore. And you think you're just going to fucking explode. And you do. You kind of explode. And I had to, you know, I just, uh, I, I, and it's hard because I, I, you know, I wanted to hang out with people last week. And I was just like, I can't, I can't, I need to be on my own. But whew, I was like, I can't do that with my life. Is uh, So this year has been a pile of that on top of like some really good stuff happening out of it. But like. You know, it's um, the hard work will pay off, but it's easy to stay in the the comfort of the bullshit. And I'm still some part of me is still in the comfort of the bullshit, and I'm still some part of me is the 15 year old boy who just somehow thinks that life is just going to take care of itself, and I don't need to make any effort. And I'm still that guy because it's still deep rooted. But part of me also is not that guy because I've moved on. I've moved on. I still, I'm just trying to get build better habits. And so, so I, I mean, we're coming up to nearly an hour on the podcast. And I can't believe that I've actually just sat here on my own and talked for an hour. But um, I'm going to hopefully listen back and make some of this will make sense. But um, I hope that. Um, this has made sense and if you're listening to this it does help a little bit I think there's a lot more stuff I want to go into I just I want to give you a sort of like a base of where I'm at and it's not going to be all like doom and gloom I hope this isn't sounded like doom and gloom it's just a lot of stuff that's been on my mind recently and um, I want to talk about more stuff that's going on in my life because one part of being sober is trying to figure out a life as a sober person which is honestly hilarious like trying to date people as a sober person, trying to like 
go out and just hang out in the world as a sober person when everyone's drinking and just trying to be a normal, regular person is, well, you're always, always sober is kind of hilarious. And I hope that in the weeks to come, I can just talk about my week and all the stupid shit. I get so mad at some people, man, like, you know, just people in the world and, you know, it, I want it to be a bit funnier, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, um, fuck, I don't know, I don't know where I'm at there. I think I might have just confused myself to the point where I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But I, I really want to, um, yeah, I want, I want to keep doing this. I, I think, like as we're talking about, like a lot of my life, I quit stuff, not committed to stuff. Uh, you know, I'm going to put this out. You know, I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to put it straight out, and maybe some people listen to it. And, I, and I'm saying a lot of stuff that's, you know, maybe personal or whatever. But I hope that it's good, and maybe people listen to it and think it's bullshit. It might be, but who cares, right? Fuck it. You know, can get better at this without being shit at it first. And I think that's a key to life and to have a better life. Really, is like you got to be shit at stuff to get better, and you got to be willing to be shit, to be able to get better. And I think that really is the whole point of this podcast. I think it's like learning to be better as a person and learning to deal with failures and learning to also deal with good things in your life, things that are good and being okay with it being good instead of just thinking you're a terrible person and you need to keep being a piece of garbage your whole life. That's not true. So, yeah. Um, so I come up to an hour now. I think I'm going to stop recording now because I don't really have a way to end this, but um, hopefully this hasn't been too bad. Um, please uh, feel free. I don't know. I, the next thing I need to figure out is how to put this out into the world. I have no idea. I literally, this might never even see the light of day. Um, but if you're listening to this on any sort of uh, podcast, a type forum, and I have successfully managed to figure out how to do that, please um, get in touch. Um, if you have anything you want me to talk about, um, if you have any pointers on the podcast, any tips, advice, because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just literally sitting down and talking. Um, um, if you have any ideas, you, anything you liked, anything you didn't like, uh, please um, message me. Um, my email address is johnmostyncomedy at gmail.com. Mostyn is spelled M-O-S-T-Y-N. You probably see it on the, the poster when I make a poster for this. Um, yeah, um, and hopefully, um, maybe I'll try and take some lessons and making my voice a bit less monotoned, maybe make it a bit more energy. Who knows? Maybe I'll drink a coffee before I do this podcast next week. Anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, I'll be back next week. I'm going to go do a yoga class right now. It's hot yoga. Um, it's disgusting. It's really good, but it's disgusting. Like, can you imagine just being a almost 40 year old man sweating in a room full of beautiful young girls it's like it's a hellish dream but uh it's good because it helps my back and as i say 
if I have a good bag, then uh, the rest of my life is pretty rosy as well. So anyway, that's been an hour. Uh, well, um, welcome to, welcome, welcome. Well, welcome to the podcast.